The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. All right, welcome in everybody to the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can also find me on Twitter at Hoop Ball Celtics, and my personal Twitter is at Ballin Opinions. That's B A L L I N P. I'm sorry, not P. B A L L I N O P. I-N-I-O-N-S. You can get anything in Celtics related. You can tweet me questions, anything in those regards. You can just want to chat. Go ahead and hit my DMs up. I'm well there. You have questions, concerns. That's all All welcome there on uh, their Twitter. So, Also, you can find the show on uh, Apple Podcast, where you're probably listening to from right now. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating and uh, give us a nice little review if you want. Tell me... Um, how much you like the takes, how much you dislike the takes, whatever it is, make fun of me. Um, that's that's all fun and games. I'm all up for that. All right, but um, Celtics end this the three-game road trip on the West Coast with uh, a victory over the Lakers, a 121 to 113 victory. Um, we'll, we'll be talking and breaking down that that game as we uh, do that later on in this segment. That'll be first segment. We'll just go over the Laker game and, and what we saw in that regards. And next segment, we'll just um, We'll just talk about who we think is uh, the leader of this team. And then we'll lastly end on the, the Jabari, Jabari Parker signing that came out of nowhere where we um, signed up, got uh, Jabari Parker for a two-year deal and um, waived our, our boy Mo Wagner. So, all right, let's just jump into it. Uh, Celtics game, there was a... Um, so this came out really strong. They they're on a seven zero run to start the game off. Thought that was really good. They came out the the gates just swinging away. They've been playing really well lately. They've been really hot. Uh, just love the intensity they've been able to um, display. This team just looks like they they got like the second wind almost. It's almost like they're they're feeling healthy. They're feeling a lot more confident. They're going into games with more purpose and and the ability to like really just lift each other up and, and be great on both ends. Boston also was getting back defensively a lot in this game. I, th- I love the way that they were able to stay with the Lakers in transition, be able to not give away some free buckets a lot of the time. Um, they they just were locked in, man. Um, this is a team that's had issues as far as being totally locked in on the defensive side at times or just not getting back in transition, which has been really a concerning issue. They've been playing really well, though, as of late during this stretch. And I think they're just starting to pull it all together and, and really build on each other, get that confidence into them. And it's starting to show up on the court. Uh, I really like the the switchability they've been having on defense. And Romeo Langford's boost in that department. Tristan Thompson has been amazing on the defensive end as well. Just overall, like this team has really been locked in. Um, and so there's no surprise that they went on this uh, 3-0 road trip. They are now 30 and 26 uh, in the East. That uh, puts them at tied with the Atlanta Hawks for the fourth seed. But I do think Atlanta has that tiebreaker right now. So I mean, the, the Celtics are on a five-game winning streak, guys. Like they haven't lost since that Sixers game, and they're nine and one in the last ten. So this is a team that's 
arguably one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Uh, we went to Denver, um, beat a really tough Denver team in Denver, a tough place to play. Went to Portland, grinded out one out there. Came into um, Los Angeles and really put a beat down on a, a depleted Lakers. You know, we, we didn't we didn't let us uh, really look really bad against the Lakers. The the third unit, third string unit, which we'll talk more about, but third string unit definitely lost its grip there at the end and made the game look a lot more interesting than it was. But overall, like this road trip says a lot about them. They, they're not at home right now and they're playing really well now they're coming back. And they're going to be playing, you know, the Warriors here on Saturday. And the reason I'm recording on Saturday is I actually recorded the post-game show for that Laker game. However, the news broke a few minutes after I had recorded it that Javari Parker got signed. So now I had to redo it. I, had, I was really busy um, after I'd already recorded it. So now here we are recording it a second time. So I've, uh, yeah, this is my second time recording uh, in regards to the Laker game, but that's all right because, you know, Javari Parker news. We got it. We got to address the Javari Parker news. So um, definitely okay with that. Brown and Tatum this game were combined for all of the Celtics' first 14 points, at, and it was 14 to 2 in the first quarter of that Laker game. That, that was just insane. There was a mark in that second quarter, too, that, uh, I wanted to point out with Jason Tatum, it was like two minutes and eight seconds, I believe, uh, where Jason Tatum was driving and he did like this sweet, sweet, like behind the back, super smooth, right to Tristan Thompson, who ends up getting a bucket out of it. It was just a beautiful look dime by Jason Tatum, who I think defense, um, playmaking wise, that's his next step, right? That's his next step as far as his growth goes, and... I just thought it was just like, dang, man. Jason Tatum's passing has really been on a different tier as of lately, and I've, I've been noticing it and appreciating it. So I just wanted to bring that part to life. Thought he did a really good job there. Um, that, that's that got to be the next level to his game, though, because we know he can score. We know he's, he has that defensive potential where he's long and able to defend multiple positions. We get that. We want to see him elevate his teammates around him and, and really get involved on the playmaking side and he did a lot of that tonight so um he, he finished with five assists he only had 14 points he was six of 14 from the field so still solid. oh man still a solid day from jason tatum i thought he did a lot of good things and um his passing man has really been a, a really good thing that's been turning around and like showing growth in and another person whose passing has been outstanding um kevin walker's assist numbers have been trending up over this road trip and in in recent games i just wanted to point that out because it's important for him to be a playmaker for the team because they need that playmaker like marcus smart can't be the only playmaker you can't leave you know you need jason tatum and Jalen brown to score so much you can't rely on them to also play make as much as you want them to. So you need somebody to step up in that department. I thought Kemba Walker's been doing a great job in that sense lately, and I'm I've just been I've been noticing him, man. I wanted to point it to light. He had seven assists uh, against the Lakers, which is uh, team high, and he's he's just been trending up as far as his uh, production goes on the playmaking um, side. Jalen Brown, though, man, oh my lord, was this? He was on a different level tonight, 
And the craziest part is, and I, I had this conversation with some friends, and I go, you know, the most improved player of the year is probably going to be Julius Randle. And I, I, I think he deserves it and every bit of it. However, if Jalen Brown doesn't have this knee soreness flare up or his knee tendonitis happen in this this year with how hot he was starting out and how well he's been able to play with the knee tendonitis, I think there would be a really big case, and I mean a really big case, for Jalen Brown to be the most improved player this year. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Celtics fan. I'm saying that because I've been watching Jalen Brown and the amount of growth he has taken this year compared to last year is insane. There has been times and games this year you're like, Jalen Brown looks like the best player on the Celtics. And there's no knock on Tatum. And I feel, I still think Tatum is the best player on this team. I'm just saying that that's how big the growth for Jalen Brown has been. That's really where it's at. Jalen Brown's growth has been so substantial that it's it's made this season like that that's like one of the biggest highlights of the season it has to be his growth like his ability to to play basketball and drive with purpose and and not just wildly anymore like that was an issue like he had yes we knew he could drive from day one but in the beginning of his career he would drive in straight lines and and really get too many offensive fouls and get in foul trouble a lot that problem's gone Jalen brown's really you know, shifty when he gets to the paint. He drives with intent to anticipate the defenders and move around them and and find the easiest shot for him. And he makes remarkable plays inside the paint. It is crazy. And to to even bounce off of that as well, that his three-point shooting is insane. He wasn't known as a great shooter from outside. And here he is working hard and developing that part of his game. He's become a really, really good three-point shooter. And I just, I'm just been so impressed with Jalen Brown's um, growth as a player since he's been a Boston Celtics. And yeah, I understand that his role has always been tough where some seasons he was coming off the bench and, you know, didn't know if he was going to start or not. Dealt with some confidence issues. And you got to think too, like playing against, um, playing alongside of a guy like Jason Tatum, where, the spotlight's always on Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum's team, this and that. He's handled that very well, being the second guy on the team. And he comes in night in and night out and and plays at high levels, man. There's definitely like an argument to say that Jalen Brown sometimes is the best player on this team. Like he he dropped the forty bomb tonight or sorry, on um, Thursday against the Lakers. It was he was seventeen of twenty from the field, three of five from deep. Nine rebounds, three assists, 40, 40 points, and 32 minutes. So 32 minutes, he drops 40 points. His, just at halftime, man, he was at 21. He was 9 to 10 from the field. He was 2 or 3 from deep. Like, he was he was on a mission. He literally was on a mission. And it's just some, some type of the growth that I've really appreciated um, from Jason Tate. Uh, sorry, Jalen Brown. And I just think his... His really uh, ability of of elevating himself like that has definitely been a, a reason for why the Celtics have been able to have some success this year in a very like season where everything's kind of just been wonky. So I just wanted to give a, a big shout out to Jalen Brown for that, and 
just making all those those shots man Oof. dude was a, a walking bucket couldn't miss a shot that rim must have looked super big 17 from 20 from the field is insane and two out of his three misses were three pointers so whew, man damn near perfect outside of the the three pointers so um just kudos there to to Jalen brown i think he's been playing with a lot of great energy and i hope that his knee gets even more healthy it, it did come out um just a little while ago as i'm recording this um saturday morning that uh a possible illness for Jalen brown non-covid related is going to have him questionable for tonight's game against the visiting warriors who also have a questionable um for kelly Oubre. so we'll see how that goes see if we are able to contain stuff i don't really um Sorry, I don't really um, like going against the Warriors for the simple fact that the Celtics at times this year have been really soft on the perimeter defense. And if there's going to be a, a team slash player that's going to really abuse you for that, it's going to be Steph Curry. So if they don't show up tonight with uh, that perimeter toughness and urgency, it would not surprise me if Steph Curry drops like 50 points. So let's hope. Let's hope we're able to get into his body, make him work hard for those shots and stuff, and even then he's still going to hit some and, and really hit you in the face with that. Um, also, as far as Jalen Brown, I just want to see – the only thing I want to see him grow in is, is protecting the basketball more. Uh, he did have a total of six turnovers. So just, just a little nitpick at him in the sense of like, hey, I just want to – just want to see that improve, man. Just want to see that improve. Um, it, it did end up being only in a eight-point win. And the eight-point win was mainly because Brad decided to throw in our third unit, not our second unit, our third unit in at around eight-minute mark. We were up 27, and uh, the Lakers uh, just were making everything on our third unit, and our third unit could not uh, – play basketball it was it was atrocious it was very concerning uh i mean you're not sitting there like depending on that team to to end up like doing much but at the same time it's like man they had Tremont waters carson edwards mo wagner aaron e smith and semi ojale out there and it was just atrocious there was they couldn't score uh I think between all five of those guys, there was two points scored, and it was from Edwards. Edwards is the one that scored out of, that five, out of the five that was out there. So I think uh, for the whole, like, it's not an overreaction, right? It's not an overreact. It was a, a game that should have been away, 27 points in the fourth quarter. You're trying to get your guys some rest, and the third unit just fumbled the bag, like, really bad like really really bad poor 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 maybe should have had a couple second unit guys in that third unit to help but that was the choice that brad stevens had and and you know you should have that confidence that 27 point leads should be enough ended up having to bring back in the starters to finish out the game because it got so close and then that's where Jalen brown was able to get his 40 points at was in those last few minutes just knocking home a a bucket there so yeah uh i just think uh celtics the reason and, and this is going to lead into the javari parker signing i think this ends up 
being kind of what the signing was about in a sense. I don't, I, I don't think it's just just from this game, but like I think what we saw was was some of the reasoning, and it's just like Mo Wagner is a fifth center on our roster, right? Fifth or fourth. You got Robert Williams, Tristan Thompson, uh, and you have Cornette, Taco Fall. Taco Fall and Wagner are kind of like, you know, whichever pick your pick, whichever one you want. At least Taco Fall is like a, a 7 6 guy that adds some type of adversity for the other team to score on. Um, and in my sense, is like, okay, you go in and you sign a Javari Parker who is 26 years old and still has upside. He was a second overall pick. He's He's been known to, to go on little scoring heaters and stuff like that. He can put the ball in the bucket. And it's a it's a low risk, high reward situation, man. You sign up for two years, you just get him in here and in really in a sense it's like a year and a quarter. Like he's still eligible to the beat play in the playoffs. So I think for Boston here it was more so like Wagner is so deep in the rotation, it's like he doesn't go in the games often anyways, so why not just take a shot on a guy who has been in the league for a little longer and has the ability to fill up the stat sheets with some scoring, at least some type of buckets. Like, Javari Park can go out there and get it himself. Like, he can create his own shot and get some points. So I think it was more in the sense of like, hey, why not let's take a swing on this guy. Let's see what he has to offer. Um, let me pull up to see if I can get the the contract here that it was. Uh huh. So, but yeah, I I just you know I think the the Jabari Parker's deal was it's exactly like you know it's whatever it's not it's not a big it's not a big move needle for the Celtics. Don't get me wrong on that, but it also doesn't hurt them. So. It looks like Celtics have two guaranteed deal guaranteed dates next season. So, um, they signed him for the rest of the year, which is fine. And he has some incentive. Like if if he's on the Celtics roster by July thirty first, he gets a hundred thousand. And then on the first day of the regular season, if he's still on the team, he gets like one million and forty one thousand. So that's that's a combined that's combined of. 1 million 1.1 million dollars and that's half of his full salary of that that 2 million and 2.2 million dollars so he's getting paid 1.1 for the rest of the season this year and then if we still have him on the roster next year he'll be making their 1.1 so that's low risk high reward situation cool you know not nothing too big on that front they still stay under the tax this year so there's no worries in that department and then next year, they're going to be over the tax regardless because Jason Tatum's uh, extension kicks in and there's nothing you can do about that. The tax, Danny Ainge knows we're going into the tax. It's it's all right. Um, it's Now it's just about how we're going to build around that. Uh, but, yeah, so, so Mo Wagner's uh, short-lived uh, stint here with, with the Celtics, you know, didn't last long. Hope, wish him the best. Hope, hopefully, he gets another opportunity in the NBA, and you know, Celtics move on. They move forward. So, going into tonight's game, the twenty-eight twenty-eight Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics are thirty and twenty-six. Both teams are are looking to 
make some type of move as far as standings go. Um, Golden State is still at ninth seed overall. They're a game back right now from Memphis for the eighth seed. So like they're still fighting for the playoff spot. And Boston here is tied with Atlanta at at that four spot and only a half a game ahead of the Knicks. So it's important for the Celtics to continue to continue playing consistently, continue playing with urgency because right now we're we're trying to lock up that fourth seed, right? The fourth seed gets at least first round home court advantage. And after that, let's let's just see how how it unfolds because hopefully we're I mean, if I'm being optimistic here and, and hopeful, it's Philly's at the one seed right now. If we get in the four seed and hopefully we get maybe Atlanta or New York in that first round, we end up beating them, I think. And I think we have a chance of beating Philly. I think we do match up well against them. And if we can stay healthy and gain some you know, momentum in that series and stuff, who knows what can happen. And if it's the Brooklyn Nets or Milwaukee Bucks in front of us, you know, or Miami Heat, whatever, whatever team it is, there's, I think there's a chance for us to, to really, uh, show something in that regard. So, uh, I'm just hopeful in that sense that, you know, we really push, make a strong push here. Just, just play it one game at a time. Continue on this hot streak. Just continue to have those good habits. Let's start having some rhythm and, and good habits going into the postseason. And, you know, with health and good habits, man, we've, we've been to three Eastern Conference Finals in the last four years. Like, this team has the ability to do a lot when it comes to the postseason. And we just need our team to be extremely healthy. So... On that regards, though, um, I'm going to be ending the show here now. Uh, before we go, please, once again, go give us a five-star rating on uh, whatever platform you are listening to us on this. Write us a review, Hoopball Celtics Podcast. You know, I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. That's at Opinions. B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. Anything Celtics related, you can follow me there. Um, you can also just follow the the show on Twitter too, so you're getting all those updates for when we drop shows or any commentary during games and stuff like that. We're gonna start getting a lot more active in that sense as well. So um, yeah, we're, we got a lot of things coming, a lot of good things happening here at the Hoop Ball um, Productions, and uh, yeah, man, I hope we have a, a great Saturday here, and let's go Celtics here tonight against these uh, Warriors and Steph Curry. All right. Have a good one, yo. Bye.